Welcome back. Today we talk about our version of Hot Girl Summer, aka Reasonably Attractive in the Right Lighting Girl Summer. Then apologize to someone from our past who has wronged us. This is the boardroom. I'm Sarah. And I'm Rachel. Psst. Hey, y'all want to see a dead body? Because I know where to find one. Meet me at the train tracks at midnight. Bring a camera. So, Rachel, as um, Prophet Megan the Stallion once said, as she was throwing racks on a, a stripper's quivering cheeks, it's hot girl summer. Yeah, it is. I think that's, I don't know if she actually <laughs> said those lyrics in this song, but yeah. they were, they were in, in, they were in the song. Yeah. I saw the, uh, the haughty bat signal, if mm. you will, which is just, I don't even know what that symbol would be, like a bottle of crystal. Like a, like a stripper heel, yeah, um, flashing in the night sky, mm. and I heeded her call. So starting today, I'm gonna take her advice. Now mm-hmm. we have a version of Hot Girl Summer, yeah, <laughs> reasonably attractive in the right lighting, Girl <laughs> yeah. Summer, which I feel, if anything, more more people can resonate with. Yeah, we're we're women of the people. Yeah, we um, it's not just right lighting; it's also like. Um, how you feel that day, the angle, what you're, yeah. the the the, um, the room that you're in, the clothes yeah. that you're wearing, the visco filter you put on mm-hmm. it afterward, um, how dehydrated you look, because then yeah. if, if you're dehydrated enough, dehydrated, I can't speak, dehydrated enough, you get that like really gaunt, almost like mm. POW <laughs> camp, yeah. you know, taunt look, yeah, which is very fashion. It's very high fashion to look like you're dying or suffering. Yeah. Either that or, like, slightly sleep-deprived mm. with the under-eye bags, which is a trend now where, literally, I've seen girls oh. on TikTok, like, literally, ad. What? And it's it's offensive to me. I would be the hottest person, then, if those are a trend. Unbelievable. I have dark, not even just under-eyes, but dark eyes in general. It's so odd. I yeah. mud the entire... I look like a little raccoon. <laughs> My eyes are really brown. It almost looks like I'm wearing very poorly applied brown eyeshadow <laughs> all the time. Yeah. But who knows? That's going to be a trend. Yeah. Remember You're a trendsetter. Th- yeah, because of me. Mm-hmm. Remember how th- I mean, thick eyebrows were seen as like yeah. weird. And now they're like everywhere. And then Cara Delevingne came out. And she was like, yeah. hello, guys, it's me, Cara Delevingne, and I've got <laughs> eyebrows like this. She doesn't sound like that at all. <laughs> she's posh. And she's also a perfect example of how I think my name, with any letter replacing the S, would sound infinitely cooler. Mm. Zara. Kara, Dara, Lara, Mara, Dara, Nara, Fara. <laughs> then I got I got the milk toast one. Yeah, Sierra. It's technically pronounced Sara. Oh, like that's how it's written in Amara. It's Sa, not Say. So it's yeah. Sara. What if you like actually it's Sara? <laughs> like if you say oh, that, God. I Ugh. bet you people would be. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I think that's the mm. problem. Is like the English pronunciation of it. Is Sarah? Yes, yeah, but even though that is actually not my name, it's mm. Sarah, which sounds cooler. It yeah. sounds more, it sounds more ethnic. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, um, and I also like it more. Yeah, I wish I had a cool name like chrysanthemum. <laughs> That's a flower. Mm. You were talking about something, hot girl summer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. My version of Hot Girl Summer is just that I bought a single skirt and I'm wearing mm. it today and might wear it about maybe five times in the mm-hmm. next three months. Yeah. And I feel like that's an adequate amount of times to show my legs to the public. Yeah. 
I think so. Because you, you want them to get a little taste, but you don't want them to get overwhelmed. Exactly. Can't like, oversaturate the market. <laughs> yeah, I need to give them, I need to keep them wanting more. Yeah. And the thing is that any, like, if I purchase a short skirt, a short skirt mm-hmm. on me is an average length skirt. Because <laughs> my legs are so stubby and, like, short. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what sucks about having very short legs. Um, if I, because I also like wearing those chunky, um sneakers the feel of sneakers oh, yeah it sort of makes my leg look like a if someone took a sausage and then like mm-hmm. tied it a little in the middle for my kneecap yeah and that's what it looks like and it's a little offensive to me mm. not even a little it's it's very offensive to me and um that's why if you are over five five i hate you <laughs> because i envy you yeah that um you are of a reasonable height you should get the conan o'brien legs Oh yeah, the ones that like start where his 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 pelvis is literally directly <laughs> underneath his diaphragm. Yeah, there is like four inches of distance between his nipple and his waistline. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> Ew, that's so creepy. How does he get clothes that fit him? Yeah, I feel like all of his pants must be like custom. He said it was that Irish inbreeding. Yeah, hey. he's literally like a hundred percent Irish. This should be genetically impossible. Yeah. There goes that racial purity test debunked. <laughs> Even though no one who believes in racial purity would um, count the Irish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a that's a group that <laughs> is pointedly disliked by that. Yeah. I um I don't know if you'll be following Hot Girl Summer. Yeah. I mean you follow Hot Girl year round. Yeah. I follow Hot Girls on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I do it all. But I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do a little hot girl summer because I feel like we all we all missed out on any sort of summer last yeah, summer. That's true. So I need to catch up. I, I got my hot girl summer started recently. Went to New York City not too long ago. It was it was crazy. Saw some comedy shows. I was talking to a bunch of like comedians and stuff after the show because all of them they they were literally all the same person, just like different heights and different races. But they were all talking about like, oh yeah, back when I used to be addicted to meth, and it was like back when I used to be addicted to coke. Like they were all like drug addicts, drug yeah. dealers, and they're like twenty two. Yes, <laughs> literally, they're all like in their twenties. Like they've lived this like whole other life that I am not familiar with. They were all talking about like. Yeah, I tried to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge the other day, but I just couldn't. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, this is just their normal Wait, conversation. that was a recent thing? Yes. <laughs> it wasn't even, like, years ago. It was like, no, no, the other day. Yeah, he literally was like, yeah, the other day I was up on the Brooklyn Bridge. I was like, I should just jump. And I was like, what? Like, they are the most just depressed, sad group of people. It's a stand-up comedy. Yeah, I think I think it kind of fit my expectations. <laughs> I would say for someone to pursue stand-up comedy, and this is speaking as someone who actually would like to do open mics. Yeah. Um, you do need to have a level of, like, self-deprecation that's almost unhealthy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is masochism to do any sort of comedy, let yeah. alone live comedy alone on stage with only your material. Yeah. Come on. Like, that's that's torture. That's actual torture. Yeah. Let's just say stand-up doesn't attract that many, like, emotionally balanced (laughs) (laughs) people. The arts don't. Yeah. This is a fact that people don't want to admit, but if you go into the performing arts, there's, like, something a little bit wrong with you. True. I believe it. And also, if you think about how many, like, comedians and performers who have, like, lost drug addiction battles, have committed suicide, I feel like there's, like... 
Like, if you compare that to, like, the number of accountants who have killed themselves, like, I feel like that's not even mm. a fair comparison to, like, any other normal job. I guess it might be because, like, if you do have those issues and you're an accountant, you're probably going to get fired after a certain point. <laughs> yeah. So you're not even in that stat And then you're going to resort to stand-up yeah, because just an your unemployed, life is so low. <laughs> at that point, you're just an unemployed person with a drug yeah. problem. But if you're doing stand-up, it's like you work nights, you're yeah. alone, you're traveling all the time, you're miserable. Yeah. You're working in, like, bars and places where there's always alcohol. Yeah. You don't get any money. People don't respect you. Most Yo, people this don't like find you funny. Like, it's, yeah. it, this is what I mean. It's actually, it's masochistic. Yeah. And I won't even say it's masochism because that implies you're you enjoying it to some level. You're not. Yeah. You're just in pain. Yeah. So I completely understand. Yeah. Anyway, so anyone who wants to do uh, their local <laughs> open mic night. Yeah. I really, really recommend it. Yeah. I'm hoping that I just sort of like affirmative action my way in. Where they're like, you're a black comedian, but you sound white. Here you go. Here's a special yeah. on Comedy Central. Yeah. Um, and then I'll appeal to those like, you know, white guilted liberal millennials mm. and Gen Z crowd. Yeah. Doing my, you know, um, racially ambiguous material that seems to kill <laughs> on this campus. Yeah. Um, okay. You mentioned that you... Um, might have fallen in love with one of these men. Yeah. Oh, uh, because he liked a post of yours, yeah. I believe. He followed me on Instagram because I was yeah. like, hey, man, great set. Like, I, I was trying to be like, I'm in with the New York City scene. You yeah. Know, even though I've been there like once. No, that was my second time ever in New York City. But, you know, I know the city. I'm a part of the culture mm, now. You're planting the seeds. If he blows up in 10 years, you could be like, <laughs> I knew that. I knew him yeah, when he was. I knew that guy. Yeah. But yeah, he, he followed me on Instagram. He liked one of my posts. But then, okay, wait, I actually should because I, I like, checked my Instagram the other day. And I'm pretty sure the post has, like, four less likes. So it was probably one of his. <laughs> he probably has unliked it. <laughs> but I still count it. He reposted um, some of the pictures that I took. Like, it's crazy. I think... What we're in love. He made eye contact with me like mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. Pointed at me in the crowd. Like I think I think something's there. A spark has sparkened and <laughs> something's gonna happen. Your grasp on verbs is <laughs> I only know like eighteen words. Um I think that would be a great match. You know what they say. Yeah. I mean struggling artist <laughs> men are just the cream of the crop. Mm, mm-hmm. Especially when they're comedians, because you know if you have a fight, they're going to be like, my girlfriend. Yeah, no, yeah, literally that night on stage <laughs> will be like, you're welcome for the material. Dang. Um, can't wait to meet him. Yeah. So you went to, wait, you said you went to a comedy show in the park? Yeah, okay. It was, it was like the craziest thing, because we were just walking through the park, and then we see like a guy on a bench, and it's like, uh-oh, what's this about? You know, you think it's mm. either going to be... Some like Kia David, crazy church man, yeah, preaching. like repent for your sins type. Of yeah, thing. some crazy preacher, some type of protest, something, something happening. But it ended up just being a guy with a mic and a speaker on a bench, just like doing comedy. <laughs> but it was like, it was like kind of sick. Like it was, it was like the equivalent of like how musicians are like busking, like they'll si- be singing yeah. songs. Like he was just doing material. Just that anyone that was walking by, it was like, ha your pants make you look like you work at IBM. Or, like, it was just the dumbest stuff ever. So he like, was just insulting people walking yeah, by. Yeah, it was, it was just, like, mediocre crowd work on a park bench. But I was having a great time. 
That's fantastic. And uh, he must have like been there at least for like a decent amount when when we like saw him. But we like sat down and we're like kind of listening. We're like, oh, this is fun. And then like maybe like a few feet over, like a, a few benches down, we just hear like this other bald, grown man just like screaming. And we're like, is he is he okay? And then he's just like, I want to effing kill myself. <laughs> and he's just like screaming at the top of his lungs about wanting to kill himself. Like he wants this to end. Like all these all these crazy, weirdly specific things. And but then the the comedian guy is still up on the bench, like trying to do the <laughs> show. He's like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hey, what's going on over there? Am I right? <laughs> and then we just hear, like, I want to kill myself. Help me kill myself. And it's like, he's still trying to do the crowd work from there. And, and then, like, after, like, maybe it was probably, like, two minutes, he was like, all right, that's our show. Thank you very much. And, like, closed it up and they got out of there. But it was, I, I felt like I had gotten a, a very authentic New York City experience. I, I know what the comedy scene is like now. Yeah, you checked off a lot of boxes. There's a homeless person yelling at you. You went to yeah. the park. Um, yeah. You saw an artist giving an impromptu performance no one asked for. <laughs> yeah. um, that pretty much is it. Yeah, and they were doing it. They called me a lesbian. I was like, well, how does everybody... <laughs> it's that energy. I know. It's the headband. It must be. It is. You do give off, like, I've rescued several dogs from shelters type. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because I was wearing a tote bag and I just that gone, said I am a lesbian. Owner. Yeah, I had crazy earrings on and <laughs> you were with your wife. Um, yeah, and I was making out with my wife. People make so many assumptions. I know. Um, I lived in New York for um, a little while when I was yeah. at NYU. That's um, it was an interesting <laughs> experience. Let's yeah. just say that I was not in Tish. Mm. Thank God. Um, it was very, it's interesting to go to a school that has a very renowned, renowned like performing arts school, but also mm-hmm. a very well-known business and finance school in mm-hmm. Stern. Yeah. Because it's like the peak version of those two types of yeah. kids. Because everyone thinks it's like STEM versus humanities. That's not true. It's mm-hmm. the business and finance kids that are actually like the little demons. Yeah. And so it was a bunch of, like, little Patrick Batemans <laughs> from American Psycho. Mm-hmm. And then whatever the theater equivalent to Patrick Bateman is. Um, Who's that lady that does all the screaming? Sarah Paulson? <laughs> she's there, wait a minute. Is she a no, but she's not a Broadway person. Oh, true. Patty Lapone, But I like Patty mm. Lapone. She's just famous. Who's, who are, okay, there's Patty Lapone, Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Kristen Chenoweth. Hmm. She was in Popula. Who's in Wicked? She was Rachel's mom in Glee. Oh. Uh, Adina Menzel? Yes. Yes, Adina Menzel. I forgot what, John Travolta Yeah, what did he call her? I've yeah. no- Adele Dezim. Wait, was it Adele Dezim? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Adele Dezim. Does he have dyslexia? Because if he doesn't, how do you explain yeah, that one? that's pretty bad. Adina Menzel, Adele Dezim. Yeah, and the Tony goes to Adele Dezim. Does that mean he calls like, Adele Ladina Menzel? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Anywho's, that was the people I was around. And there was also, mm. I think NYU has like the highest number of international students. Oh, wow. It's odd because I thought it would be like an MIT grad program. But maybe yeah. for undergrad, I think they have the highest mm. number of international students. And so anytime I would go down to Soho, 
mm. to shoplift. I'm kidding. No, just to like <laughs> loiter. Yeah. Um, and I would just, you know, be followed around by the person who is working the store because they're like, you're not rich enough to be here. Yeah. And at that point, it's just like, I just want to touch the furs. I just want to <laughs> run my hand through that chinchilla. Yeah. I would see some of the kids. It was always the international kids. They were the only mm. ones who were rich enough mm-hmm. who would be in the stores and actually looking. Yeah. Like actually looking for things to buy. It was like the kids. It was a lot of like rich Chinese kids. Mm. And you knew they were Chinese because they only hung out with other Chinese people, not other Asian people, specifically yeah. other Chinese people. And they would always be speaking to each other in like a regional dialect. It was very segregated. Yeah. Like a concerningly so. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about that. It was either them or like the children of Russian oligarchs. <laughs> What? Who you know they made their money in like the sketchiest way possible. Yeah. Whenever you see like a blonde girl with a faint accent and she's like, mm. yeah, my dad is in oil <laughs> and uh, weapon sales. You're like, wow, yeah. like, your mm. your family has killed people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they but make they, the drones for yeah. the drone strikes. And it's like, oh, that's how you can afford that townhouse <laughs> uh, in the middle of like the West Village. Yeah. There was a kid I knew who was, oh, there were two people that... These are these are my celebrity encounters. Very pathetic mm. celebrity. You know who Nathan <gasps> Lane is? Yes. I was walking on, um, oh my God. Ma- Ooh, is it Fifth Avenue? I was walking mm. on Fifth Avenue, which is where my uh, dorm used to be. And I Nathan Lane literally walked by me. And I sort of looked at him and I was like, that's Nathan Lane. Yeah. I also saw Anthony Weiner before he went to jail. What? Also on Fifth Avenue. Did you see his Weiner too? No, unfortunately no. He was with his child. Oh. So it was concealed. His child was on his phone, mm. like doing like this. And he was like, okay, okay, don't. Don't do that. And I understand, like, if you're on Anthony Weiner's phone, don't go to the photos. <laughs> yeah. Just don't, don't <laughs> open the photos up. Yeah. Um, I saw him. I saw Selena Gomez going out of a Brandy Melville, and I knew this because her wow. security, someone, like, some paparazzi, I'm assuming, was like, Selena! And I'm mm. like, isn't she dead? But it was not her. <laughs> yeah. And then her security literally pushed me out of the way as she got into a black Range Rover oh that my was gosh. behind me. Um... Who else? I saw Carly Kloss get out of an elevator in Gallatin, which was wow. the building I was in. I was in the same elevator as Anna Sophia Robb from Bishop Terabithia because she goes to NYU. And I was just wow. standing there and she was right next to me and I was like... That's so crazy. I also met the kid who was in Moonrise Kingdom because he was at Tish and he's the same age as me. Wow. We were When we were walking around, we saw Jonathan Groff just like eating dinner. And I was like... Yes! Because I was like... I Because we were like... Wait, I think that was John. I think that was John Tegra. Like, wait. And so we like circled around the block again and walked behind just to like make sure. We're like, that was definitely him. I was mm. hoping he could like spit on me or something, but oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to interrupt his dinner, so yep. we just kept walking. But and eating, Jim Gaffigan. I saw eating at, <gasps> at a Shake Shack. Oh, Jim Gaffigan's great. He is. Man. Life's crazy. I don't know. Sometimes when you see a celebrity or a famous person in real life, it's very like, huh, you're not supposed to be <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. But then you, and then I get over it. I don't think I've ever been starstruck. I think that's yeah. the thing. It's just you see them and then you're like, oh, they're shorter than I thought they'd be. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh. That, like, yeah, that magic's like kind of gone. Yeah. That's like, because we, we saw a taping of The Tonight Show, and then, like, Jimmy came out, and it was like, oh, like, it's just, <laughs> that's Jimmy Fallon. It's just a little noodle. Yeah. Don't they, like, make you laugh? Like, don't they have a thing? There, yeah, there's an applause thing, and then <laughs> literally the warm-up, because there's, like, a warm-up, like, comic hype man type yeah. guy, and he was like, even if it's just a ha-ha kind of chuckle, 
really full send it. Like, we were like, what? Like, he was like, even if it's not that funny, we really need you to crack up. And I was like, is this? Yeah, uh, do we get paid more? Yeah, like, I was what like, happens? are you sure? In that NBC building. Is Jimmy in NBC? Yeah. Man, that 30 Rock, 30 Rock must be jam-packed. If someone bombed 30 Rock, that's like... Oh, my God. That's I like... That's, that's devastated. 90% of, like, comedy would <laughs> yeah, be gone. Literally. I mean, maybe not 90, maybe like 50. Yeah. It would be like 90% of late night. Where does Conan shoot? In L.A. Largo oh, Theater. I see. Or at least Largo nowadays, but his show's going off this summer. He's going to have an HBO show. Oh, coming. okay. He's, he's been on tired. for like almost 30 yeah, years. He's done. Yeah. Uh, Good I for him. Conan. Good for that nice ginger representation. <laughs> yeah, finally. He is honestly probably the most liked late night yeah. person. Um, so I think it, I think it says a lot that like he has a big like fan base audience and also uh, all of the comedians like every interview or whatever I've seen where people talk about Conan like no one ever talks poorly I don't know that you could say that about like any other late night host no and it's odd because he didn't come from a stand-up yeah which I think makes sense because a lot of times if you were because he was a writer he was yeah. not a performer mm-hmm. and I think when you're a performer that is that becomes an interviewer, it's weird. Because mm-hmm. then you're like, no, it's my show. Yeah. But why are we talking about this? Oh, New York. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's incredible to me how we, like, we go on so many tangents. I'm yeah. like, how did we get to this conversation? Yeah. I, um... I will you, bring up Conan at any opportunity I can. As you should. Um True. I, like, you've pretended to, to be on a late night show, and you're like, oh, oh. my God, Jimmy. Every night. Yes. Every night. Of course. This is, I would say, the most common, like, pastime for delusional people. Yeah. Is me, because when I was younger, in my head, I was like, of course I'm going to be famous when I'm yeah. older. Of course. Like, it wasn't even a... <laughs> it was a, just like a when, if, not it, an Yeah, if. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I would remember I'd be sitting in my room, because I already talked to myself, and my family yeah. was already aware of it. Um, and I would just sort of be like, yes, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And it's just... Yeah. I think now I'm almost scared because I don't want to get famous enough where I'm asked to do interviews. Mm. I know for a fact it would be so unbearably awkward. Like those press junkets where you got to do like eight interviews like back to back to back. And it would suck because I would get on there and I would just be so weird and creepy. And then everyone (laughs) would be like, she's a comedian. Like, what? what? That's gross. That's icky. It's going to be, oh my God, I'm going to be like the next Amy Schumer. I actually don't hate Amy Schumer. Yeah. yeah, Her hate wagon mm-hmm. was so... It was the perfect example of when people jump on a hate wagon. Yeah. Just because they're bored. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was so odd to me. I think the accusations were like she stole some jokes. Eh, I don't know. Some of them I'm like, all right, that's a little too close. But then yeah. others it was like... The premise was similar, but the setup was different and the punchline was different. Yeah. And I'm like, if you rifle through the, you know, hours and hours of material of every single comedian, of course yeah. there's going to be similar yeah. jokes. Because I, I feel like what comedian doesn't have a joke related to, like, sex or relationships or, you know, like, some of these, like, yeah. common themes that they were mm-hmm. calling her out for. It's like, come on. And there was also one joke that was, like, about how someone, some woman was Asian or something, right? And then she was just like, oh, I 
didn't even know you were Asian. Like a joke, which is like, it's such an easy joke to make yeah. about race. And then it was like this other comedian had a joke about his accountant who was Asian and he said something similar to her. And I'm like, huh? I, d- I could definitely find at least 10 other comedians who've made, a, who've made a joke like that. Yeah. It was very much the people didn't like her already and then they needed mm-hmm. like a, a solid reason and they're like, yeah. yes, we got him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. You can only talk about your regime so many times before people are like, True. all right, Amy, this is a little. But the reason I think it is BS, though, is because I remember before people started hating her, because I remember watching her interviews and stuff, and you go to the comments, it was like overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. And then now everyone is like, I never thought she was funny. I never yeah. And I'm like, y'all are so fake. Yeah, you lie. Y'all are so fake. It is so annoying mm-hmm. when people do this. And anyway, now she has a documentary about her husband having, like, Asperger's or something. And it's oddly sincere. <laughs> like, you can tell she genuinely loves him, and uh, it's not, like, a joke. Yeah. I'm like, good for her. Yeah. That's nice. And I don't know. I feel like at this point, sometimes I see the people that get hatred in the media, and then you look at what they do, and it's like, you know, being cringy is not, like... Does it deserve <laughs> yeah. this level of vitriol? Yeah. I'm just saying, she got more hate than, like, war criminals. I'm like, yeah, yeah tone it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That being said, she is doing Tampax commercials now. I saw. At this point, I've gotten, like, ads I'm for like, it. Honey, I'm like, honey. Just, I mean, is the Tampax money that good? It can't be. Probably. I'd, I'd assume. I'd do yeah. it. I'd do a tampon commercial. Yeah. I mean, none of my material has anything to do with my regime. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but if Tampax came to me right now and they were like, "Do an ad for us where you're dressed as a tampon or something," <laughs> I don't have any dignity. I'd do it. You're just the string. You're not even. Yeah, like the no, it's thing. a two parter like those horse costumes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You don't even get to see me because I'm the one in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Anywho, that's our New York material finished. <laughs> Um, yeah. I do have a very quick question for you, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think OJ did it? Oh. Um, Quickly. Yes. Answer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm going to play devil's advocate. Mm. I'm going to say that he's innocent. Because um, actually, if you look at the evidence, mm-hmm. I think Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman stabbed themselves. Like, they ran oh. into those knives several times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she nearly decapitated herself. Mm. Um, I don't know how the knife went missing, but, um, that's my theory. Yeah. Um, I think it's hilarious because I just watched the people versus OJ Simpson for like the third time over. Cause it's mm. a phenomenal show. And the entire time I'm thinking like one, the media is trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, OJ Simpson is one of those people who is a historical figure in a way that, like, I could only dream of being. And I mean that in the sense that he was such he was such a horrible person. Do you know how much it takes for people to remember that you were, like, a bad person? Yeah. As an individual, not as, like, a warlord or, like, a king or an yeah. emperor where people, you know, your enemies can, like, your evil little scribes can be like, this king was a tyrant, and yeah. blah, 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 blah. No, he was just a football player. Yeah. And now everyone hates him. 
But at least he's on Twitter. Yeah. It's it's impressive. I get impressed by people doing anything to like the max, even if it's not yeah. even if it's not good. Yeah. That's just the type of woman I am. I um I appreciate hard work. And I appreciate being able to get off for double double homicide despite there being DNA evidence <laughs> of all of your blood mixed together. Yeah. And no other suspects. And but a history of domestic fit. violence. Yeah. And the, the glove, glove not fitting over him wearing a latex glove underneath. I'm like, of course it's not going to fit. Yeah. Doing his little hand exercises. Oh, my God. He was like, <laughs> it doesn't fit. It doesn't. And I'm like, apparently it did fit. Because Marsha Clark, when they made him try it on evidence without the latex, it fit him perfectly. But you didn't Dang. see that on the TV. Yeah. Well, now that we're done with our O.J. Simpson um portion of our <laughs> podcast oj if you're it's out always, there we're always, always looking somebody, for new sponsors yeah. you know we could <laughs> we could doll your merch we know how um attached you are to your merchandise allegedly incorporated please stop or hypothetically hypothetically, hypothetically. Yeah. um i don't know my favorite part of the hypothetical well, he wrote a book about how he like would hypothetically have killed um nicole and ron and then i think one of the questions was like was the was the back door open when you um hypothetically went in and he's like i don't recall which is like what you don't recall a hypothetical anyway i we've met we've repeated a lot of these uh segments but i my brain at this point yeah. i don't understand i don't remember anything that happened like two hours ago yeah so this is gonna be our last section Ooh. of the night um oh yeah you don't know i could do sounds <laughs> yeah this you're is a, a full <laughs> artist for the episode yeah i'm a full soundboard um we're going to do a section that is called I'm Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this is where we apologize to people mm. in our past. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, might have hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first person I'm going to apologize to is a, a boy. I think his name is Mickey. <laughs> this is a boy. was sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was told in the way that all middle schoolers tell people that they like each other is mm. their friends come over and then they're like, this person like you. And yeah. you're like, what? You guys are liars. And they're like, like no, he like, like me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, or like, do I remind him of his mom? Like, what do you mean? Like, do <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, no, like he likes you. And we sit next to each other during class. So I was like, Mm-mm. all right, maybe there's something there. Yeah. And so I came up to him. Mind you, let me give you a visual. We had a school uniform. They were mm. the ugliest things you have ever seen in your entire life. These were like mm-hmm. Ethiopian school uniforms where the dresses were this like dark green, like a seaweed green. Mm. The skirts were so long. They were like what like Mennonites would wear. <laughs> or they were pants. They were oh. the same color. And I was like, all right, I'll just wear the pants then, right? Yeah. So I was wearing the pants, like Skechers, <laughs> Skechers <laughs> shoes. My hair was in braids, mm-hmm. um, like raggedy braids that were like, <laughs> they, would, they would, like, defy gravity. Yeah. And I uh, went up to him when he was sitting in, like, the courtyard of the school. And I went up to him, and I was like, Mickey. And he's like, yeah. I was like, do you like me? And he's like, um, yeah. And I was like, well, don't. And he's like, what? What does oh that mean? And I was like, I was like, stop liking me. And then I just turned around and marched away. And then I guess he stopped liking me. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember feeling so, the idea of someone having a crush on me made me feel, like, disgusted. 
Yeah. And it wasn't even him. It wasn't like the, him having, liking me that made me feel weird. It was just mm-hmm. the, the idea of anyone, period, liking me yeah. just made me feel so uncomfortable. And for the rest of the week, I was like, I hate being seen. I hate being recognized. <laughs> as I don't want to be perceived. Exactly. I don't. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like that I existed in, in another person's mind. Yeah. It freaked me out. Very different now. Mm. So, Mickey, if you're listening to this, <laughs> yeah, if you're hit still me around. Up. right, just unblock me. If you and, still like me, <laughs> um, so that's the person I'd apologize to because I mm. felt like that was a little much. But I was yeah. also like 11. Yeah, you didn't know. So, who's the person you would apologize to? I'd probably say um, the homeless woman I beat up in New York City. Um, you know, okay. I. I wanted to give her some money, so I threw, like, a handful of pennies that I'd stolen out of a tip jar. Oh, okay. Naturally. I just threw them at her, and, you know, I, that felt wrong to me. Uh, I thought it was because you wanted to see her. Do you want to see how desperate she was to see if she would, like, actually pick them up? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was that was the original intent, but then I realized, like, these pennies could, like, maybe do some damage. So mm. I wanted to, I just kind of chucked them and... You know, I feel like that's wrong. You know, maybe maybe I shouldn't have done it. Okay, maybe mm. there are nicer ways to treat people. Because maybe Allegedly. homeless people are people. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, the jury's still out. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's like, do poor people deserve rights? I mean, that's a question <laughs> that I think, like, all of us um, yeah, are I pondering. Yeah, I constantly debate that every day. Mm-hmm. I would say that... Uh, I'm assuming if the woman is homeless, she probably is not listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Imagine if she was. She's she's one of our no. like three listeners. She's our like, three I trusted you. Homeless people. It would make sense. They play they, this at like the Salvation Army. Like stop! Oh my god, no! <laughs> That's how we know. Yeah. That's how we know we've made it big. Yeah. When they start like forcing people to listen to <laughs> us, basically, or else they don't get to eat indoors. <laughs> um, <laughs> the people would rather starve yeah. than come in to listen. <laughs> wow. If, what if they used us to like clear out homeless people underneath like um, bridges and stuff? Oh, yeah. They, oh my gosh, I read, this was like a while ago, I read this story, like I forget where this was, but it was, you know, in some like park or something. They wanted to clear out the homeless people living there. So they would blast Baby Shark from, like, midnight to, like, 4 a.m. in that park every single night to get people to get out of there. Joke's on them, because I'm deaf. (laughs) That's so... That's mean. Yeah. It's like when they put spikes... Yes. Like, uh... Or they have benches where they deliberately have that little... Yeah, handle things. Just say you hate homeless people and go. Literally. Ugh. <laughs> Drives me bananas. Anyway, we say this, but like I'm also not helping homeless people. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, why aren't they doing more? As I like, don't make eye contact yeah. at mm. all with a homeless person. When I, I volunteered by. in a soup kitchen once. True, it was like obligatory, <laughs> yeah. but um, I was like, the state was like, you have to do this many number. I'm saying this like not because it was like court ordered, but it was like my school. <laughs> yeah. Um, like those, like service hours, yeah, or yeah, to yeah. Graduate. And I used to, I used to crank those babies out in the summer. Mm. That's you got to be smart. You got to go to the, like sure. a, a nursing home or something and like play checkers with them and you know <laughs> pretend to care about their grandchildren. Yeah. Um, 
and then just like hear their like weirdly racially insensitive comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of like you remind me of the this the my Puerto Rican secretary and I'm like that's nice um, yeah. and his secretary is like Filipino or something <laughs> um, so that was the end of our segment uh, we again we apologize from the bottom yeah. of our hearts for the people that we hurted yeah uh, we hurted you bad and we so sorry. sorry so last little thing I want to touch on is that I graduate in July Woo-hoo. I bought the cap and the sash <laughs> oh yeah but not the gown because that was like 56 bucks and for oh like God. It, they, they literally make it out of the cheapest material <laughs> on earth yeah um it's like if you if you literally sit in the sun for too long the cloth will catch fire it's so <laughs> cheap yeah the cap and that little red the sash thing with oh, the school yeah. name on it that's all you need i don't know if i graduate with honors not, mm. to, not to brag but <laughs> i don't know isn't it like what is it like top twenty in your class? I have no idea. I think it might be different depending on what school you're in. Right, exactly. That's the thing is, it's not necessarily a grade point average. It's just like, yeah. did you do better than other people in your class? Which could yeah. mean anything. I am gonna say this. I don't care if it sounds braggadocious. I struggled more in high school than I did in college academically. Really? Weirdly enough. Wow. I don't know what not that the case for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But to be fair, you did very well in high school, I'm assuming. Yeah. I got good grades. Here's the thing. I was one of those people where, like, freshman year, I fully, like, I had, like, a mental breakdown. And then, Mm. so my grades were so polar opposites. I was literally getting straight A's in half of them and then, like, C's and D's (laughs) in the other. It It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, that's like me now like all my like elective gen eds i get a's and then all the classes that actually matter i get like a c i think once i got to college i realized like okay these are the courses i know i'm going to suck at and these are the ones even if they were hard i knew i'd be like okay i can at least pull a b in this yeah it wasn't until my senior year of high school that i realized that and then i got all a's all year baby that's how you do it that's how you do it choose remedial classes and (laughs) things that you suck at (laughs) People try to overdo it. They're like, I'm going to take all APs. I'm like, no, no, no. Take APs mm, and honors in, in courses that you're good at. Mm, and then chill true. out in the other ones. True. Sometimes people are like, I'm going to push myself. And I'm like, you're going to push yourself to a C minus, okay? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I know you want to get into like Towson or whatever, <laughs> but. Sorry. <laughs> are you laughing at the idea of someone applying to Towson? I. Wow! Of, no, uh, <laughs> this is gonna sound so <laughs> gross, but to me, the idea of like worrying I won't get into Towson, <laughs> like <laughs> I think that's kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie; I'm there with you. <laughs> I think my grade point, because I got my my crap together mm. eventually, so my GPA averaged out, and it was actually pretty good mm-hmm. by the time I was a senior, and so. I pretty much got into, like, all the schools I applied to. And then once I got into NYU, I was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Top 30 school. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Lawrence waitlisted me. That was the only school that, like, didn't accept me, I think. Which was fine. A little offended because it was like, that's my name. (laughs) Yeah. But, hey, it wasn't in the city. It was, like, 30 minutes away from the city. Mm. And also the ratio of men to women. The ratio of women to men was, like, seven to three. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I don't think that ratio makes any sense. 
I meant to say seventy percent women. Seven yeah. to three is like, no, you have to be able to divide into that, right? I don't is know. It how two math to one. Works. You're a math major. What do you mean you don't know how math works? <laughs> hey, I'm off the clock. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. Well, that's um, that was a tangent from something I was talking about graduating. Yes, yeah. graduating. School. Not excited, <laughs> but I'm also not like dreading it. Yeah. It's got its yeah, it's got its pros and cons. It's okay. Yeah. It'll be nice not to have homework. That's the only thing that's the only because yeah. I'm I'm holding out that like when I hopefully one day at least have some sort of real job, some sort of steady income mm-hmm. that like at five or whenever my work day ends I can be like done. Yeah. And I can have time to focus on the fun stuff. Unless you go with even those people that takes your home your work home. I know. I'm but, afraid that's gonna be the case. Oof. At least my job does not have that. It's like once you're done, you're done. Yeah. For the day. And that's the good thing. I remember because I was at college and working life is very different because your mm-hmm. schedule is all over the place in college and yeah. then it's so much more regimented afterward. Fingers crossed I don't lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. That's why I wish, I wish those, those like dumb jobs, I don't want to say dumb, but like those jobs where you just doing the same thing over and over again, where it's like, this doesn't take a lot of like brain power to do. I would love one of those where like, it's probably going to drive me crazy that I'm just doing the same dumb task over and over again. Mm-hmm. But I would love like to Like an assembly that. line worker? Yes. I would love to be that. Like, I mean, my mind could be free outside yeah. of the workplace, and I could just be doing a task, like, bam. Hey. They're paying me to have my free-thinking thoughts, man. I get that. Especially if you were, like, I would assume that in that sort of job where your mind is just, like, zoinked out. Yeah. If you're a writer, or you could just sort of, like, think of things. Yeah. This proves how little I know about working, because I don't <laughs> think in that, you're not, like... Let me do double the amount of labor, <laughs> physically and then mentally, yeah. where you're going to exhaust yourself. It would be great if we had, like, the benefits of people who are assembly line workers in the 50s. Yeah. Not now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. the uh, industrial cities of America. Yeah. Sorry, Detroit. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. R.I.P. Detroit. Sorry, it's not the 50s anymore. Daddy Ford can't come. Yeah. Save you. True. <laughs> I don't know why we started singing. Um, Should we sing the rest of the episode? We should not. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was the correct. That was the correct thing to do. Um, Honestly, we've sort of exhausted um, every single possible way that we could. Yeah. It's dry. There's no drops left. Yeah. And that's all we got to say on that. Tune in next week for another episode. See ya. The Boardroom with Sarah and Rachel is a production of Rails Comedy Network. The Boardroom is produced by Walker Green and edited by Rachel Nicewander. Stephen Duransky is our graphic designer, and our theme music is by Doug Maxwell and Media Right Productions. You can follow us on Instagram at Boardroom Podcast. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to The Boardroom on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Like, comment, rate, and review. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. Solicit us. We'll take anything.